Hello everyone, welcome to the Magical and Marvelous podcast. We're going to be talking about a couple different things regarding Marvel, Disney, and maybe even Star Wars. So you're just going to have to listen, see what we talk about. So uh, let's just get started. Okay, so we're going to start by talking about the Fab 50 collection of statues in Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. So we're going to start off with Magic Kingdom. So I have a list here of all the characters in each park. There's a total of 36 statues representing 50 characters. So first off, in Magic Kingdom, we have Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, and Daisy. Of course, you have to have the Fab Five. So after that, we have Pluto, Chip and Dale, Jack and Gus, Lady and the Tramp, Dumbo and Timothy Q. Mouse, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, Tinkerbell, Mad Hatter, Cheshire Cat, Pinocchio, Lumiere and Cogsworth, Orange Bird, Abu, and Stitch. So the ones that had two names were actually two characters as one statue. Which I find actually pretty cool because I think it's smart that they're doing that. Because they had a statue for every single character, kind of like Chip and Dale. They'd have so many statues for, if, for the ones that had two. Which is why I'm glad that they're actually condensing two into one. Because sometimes it's characters that are usually almost always together. So it would just make sense for them to do that. So now we're going to move on to Epcot. We have Figment, Pooh and Hey Hey, Miguel Riviera and Dante, Rocket Raccoon and Baby Groot, Olaf and Bruni. So I think it's awesome that Figment gets his own statue because that has been a trademark of Epcot ever since 1982 when the park opened. I mean, it's just so fundamental to Epcot's origins and I'm just so glad that he got a statue. And Pooh and Hey Hey, of course, is for the new Moana water attraction coming. Um, and Miguel and Dante, which I think is interesting because there is no current Coco attraction at Epcot. But I think what they're going to do eventually, at some point in time, is they're going to replace the Three Caballeros um, ride at uh, Mexico Pavilion with a Coco-themed ride. Um, which I think will be interesting, which I'm fine with, because I think that ride has been needing a revamp for a little while now. So I'm just happy they're doing something new with it. Um, Rocket Raccoon, um, very excited for that. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Um, and I'm just happy that there's some Marvel getting into the parks, um, even though Universal currently owns the rights to Marvel characters for the Orlando Park. Um, but I'm just happy that some Marvel is making it in. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy, because that's a total plus for me. And, of course, Olaf is there, because... One, they want to get as much money from Frozen as they can, so they have to have something Frozen. And two, there is a Frozen attraction at Epcot. So now we're going to be moving on to Hollywood Studios. So we have R2-D2, BB-8, Joe Gardner, Woody and Bo Peep, Flounder and Sebastian, Frozone and Edna Mode. So I think that's pretty cool. I'm happy that they have some Star Wars since there is like literally a whole Star Wars land. But I hate that they don't have C-3PO. I think they should have done R2-D2 and C-3PO because... C-3PO is already basically golden. He does have a silver arm, but other than that, he's literally all gold. So I just wish they would have included him, but you can only have but so many. So I understand why they didn't. But um, so now, Animal Kingdom, we have Nemo and Dory, Timon and Pumbaa, Simba, Bambi, and Thumper. So honestly, I'm happy with the lineup, but I will say one thing that I'm not happy about. And that is that they did not have... More Star Wars. They literally only had two. I think they should at least have Luke or Darth Vader. Someone other than just the droids. I'm sure that might have been a little more difficult to make because they were live action characters. Um, and, the, and almost all of them. Actually no, all of them are either cartoons 
like animated characters or the only ones that are live action are the droids which are extremely easy to make there are no live action characters so i mean i understand why they didn't so i'm fine with it um but we're gonna move on to our next segment so now i'm gonna talk a little bit about shang chi and the legend of the ten rings so i saw this movie recently um i thought it was pretty good i i liked it um there was one character in particular that just kind of annoyed me but other than that, it was a good movie. It was very well made. Um, the special effects were good. Um, I genuinely like the gen- the Ten Rings as a weapon in the MCU because they're overpowered. Um, so I hope that, you know, they just return in other movies. Um, I'll try not to spoil anything. Uh, this is a non-spoiler review, as I've said before. Um, great movie, good ending. Um, There's one character that, you know, I was hoping would die the entire movie. And that's the annoying one. And if you watch it, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, though, because I try not to do that. But um, as of today, September 19th, 2021, um, Chang chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has already grossed $176.9 million in the United States and Canada and $143.7 million in other territories, which means that so far, let me see, one second, so far they've made about $306.9 million dollars off of box office release um i actually do not know let's see so it will be released on disney plus after 45 days of being in theaters so it came out in theaters on september 3rd which means on october something it's it's in october so sometime in october um we will have shang chi on disney plus so that will be good, um, as well as Black Widow coming to Disney Plus for free on October 12th, I think it is. So very excited for that as well, because that was a good movie. Um, I actually liked Black Widow. It was, it, I thought it was very well made. Um, there was one thing I didn't like about it, and that was it still left a lot of empty plot holes, I think, in my opinion. I think it left still a lot of questions, and it didn't really answer the questions that most people wanted to be answered. Um, but I still thought it was good. I'm hoping the Red Guardian returns in future movies. Um, But I thought it was good overall. So, I mean, I think Shang-Chi was a pretty good movie. I will say I enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, the cast was great except for one character. Um, And, yeah, it it was a good movie. Okay, so I'm going to be talking a little bit about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. So this is a Star Wars-themed land at Walt Disney World. So there are two attractions, which is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, where you get to... It's kind of like an interactive video game, kind of. But you're on a Millennium Falcon, and you get to fly it. Um, So you can either be a pilot, gunner, or mechanic, I think. No, engineer. As As a pilot, you control left or right, or you can control up and down. So the left pilot controls up and down, right pilot is left and right. And then you all, the right pilot pulls the light speed. Um, and then if you are a gunner, you control, obviously, the guns, and you also shoot the attaching missile on uh, one part of the story. And then if you are a mechanic, sorry, well, I don't know why I keep saying mechanic, it's engineer. Um, if you're an engineer, then you basically just hit buttons when they light up to repair the ship. Um, on Rise of Resistance... Here, let me let me pull up the summary of the ride because I have I have Disney World's like website right now. This is where I'm getting all this information. Um, so 
With the First Order desperate to extinguish the spark of the Resistance, the mission is bound to have unexpected twists and turns. When your, trans- when your transport is captured by an imposing First Order Star Destroyer filled with legions of Star Troopers, Storm Troopers, and even Kylo Ren, you're going to need all the help you can get. So, that's kind of what I'll say, because I don't want to spoil too much, but you... So, on September... Let's see. September... So, it doesn't say when it's coming back, but currently... Um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, or not currently, but starting on September 23rd, um, the virtual queue will be paused. So before you would go in early in the morning, um, and you would enter a virtual queue, and only a certain number of people were able to enter. Um, and depending on your number, if your number was high, then you'd probably be going in near the end of the day. But if your number was low, you'd be one of the first to get on. So how the boarding group works is you get there and you basically hit join and you get a number from, I think one to like a hundred and something, um, is boarding groups. So if you and your family, or maybe it's just you, I don't know, but you and your family would sign up, you would have the My Disney Experience app and you'd be ready at, let's say 7am and you would hit join and you just keep hitting join until you're in. Um, but sometimes you won't even get in. Sometimes they'll be like, sorry, the virtual queue is full. Um, so that, I've had that happen to me many times, but I finally got to ride it, and it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun ride, um, it's worth the wait. Sometimes you might have to wait, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, once you even get the virtual queue. But I think it's worth, worth the wait. So, then we have Savi's Workshop. So, this is where you get to build your own lightsabers. So, let's see. So, here's the description. Travel to Black Spire Outpost, where a group known as the Gatherers ushers you into a covert workshop packed with unusual parks, parts, whimsical pieces, and mis- miscellaneous memorabilia collected from the far reaches of the galaxy. Under their guidance, you can construct your very own lightsaber and bring it to life through the power of kyber crystals. So, there's four, yeah, there's four different p- types of themes for your lightsabers. There's Peace and Justice which is salvaged scraps from fallen Jedi temples and crashed starships in these Republic-era designs. Um, then there's power and control, so kind of like the dark side. Then there's elemental nature. And to elemental nature. I think that's what I said before, but I just wanted to repeat it. Because I don't think I said it. Anyways, the, this theme embodies the Force, an energy created by all living things, like Brylock trees, Cartusian whale bones, and Rancor teeth. Then there's protection and defense. Hilt materials bear mysterious motifs and inscriptions that reconnect users with the ancient wellspring of the Force. So you get to pick one of those, and you might actually be able to mix and match. So the price for the lightsabers is $219.99 per lightsaber plus tax. Um, a carrying case is included, and there's one lightsaber per building per builder per experience. You cannot build two lightsabers at a time. Um, but you can on one trip, but you'd have to have two separate reservations. Um, the age recommendation is five years or older, and at least one person in the party must be age 14 or older. Um, let's see. They're, they are not eligible for annual passholder discounts or other discounts, and there are no custom lightsabers are not refundable. Um, let's see. So you can reserve it uh, within a certain amount of days. So now we're going to move on to the Droid Depot. So at the Droid Depot, you will register your choice of the BB Series unit or R Series unit. So 
The parts you can get for the BB series is the dome, dome connection plate, body sphere, and the motivator. And then on the R series, it's the dome, body, center leg, and then the set of side legs. So basically, you'll follow simple instructions and you will just assemble your droid by picking different pieces and there's different colors on each piece. And it's a remote control toy um, and you'll be picking different pieces. So the pricing is $99.99 per astromech droid unit plus tax. Um, a carry box and instructions are included. Uh, the age recommendation is three and older. And th- this experience is limited to the builder and one guest. And someone in the party must be age 14 or older. And only the builder will be allowed to build a droid. The guest of the builder may not. Um, they are not respondable and you cannot get any discounts. Um, and there are also personality chips that you can get. Um, it's a separate purchase in the same shop. But you can get personality chips that will change its personality whenever it's around other droids. So there's the dark side, where whenever it's around light side droids or in a light side area of the park, it will be groaning and upset. But whenever it's in the dark side areas, it will be happy and more joyful, supposedly. But it'll just be sounds, obviously. Um, so now we're going to go to the dining. So there is Oga's Cantina. So Oga's Cantina... So here's the description. Welcome to the local cantina, where bounty hunters, smugglers, rogue traders, and weary travelers of all ages come together to refuel, enjoy music, and conduct meetings. So with an expansive menu of exotic concoctions for young ones and adults, the cantina is a welcome rest stop before your crew's next galactic journey. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I enjoyed this so much, and next episode we're gonna be talking a little bit about disneyland um some of the attractions that they have that walt disney world doesn't um we're also going to be talking about my favorite star wars movies we're going to be talking about my favorite marvel movies we're also going to be talking a little about universal and their halloween horror nights event that's currently going on so that's all going to be a lot of fun and i hope to see you all there next week so expect it to be sometime next week so i hope you enjoyed and i'll see you guys next episode Goodbye.